You're listening to Heart and Hustle Podcast, where we boss so hard. I'm Angelica Yard. And I'm Charisma Moran. Join us every week to discuss entrepreneurship, creativity, business, balance, and life. Take control of your business and your life, and never forget to dream big, work hard, repeat. Hey guys, welcome back. Today we're going to be talking about investing in your business, but before we get into that awesome subject, I want to know about your weekend. My weekend. But specifically, specifically, I want to know two things that you did last week that were awesome and one thing that you are looking forward to this week. Two weeks that I did that. Two things. Two weeks. Two weeks. Two weeks ago. Two things I did last week that were awesome. I'm actually um, sort of taking on a new client, which is like balls to the wall, 100% in, and so really helping her get organized from a full branding perspective with a brand that's already existing. So that's really been like a fun project and really um, organized. So that's been my like, I feel like it's two things because it was a lot of things. And we also, on um, my Sunday, I went to uh, STK, which is a steakhouse and a restaurant that's kind of like it's in different places. There's one in Atlanta, I know. And like, oh, I didn't know one. that there were more yeah, than one. Yeah, there's more than one. Um, we just got one at Disney Springs, so they did a really big. It's be- like, I've not been inside, but from the it's, outside, it's beautiful. It's gorgeous. It's gorgeous on the Yeah, inside. they have like a rooftop yeah, and a rooftop dining. Like, I just want to go hang out there every weekend just to like <laughs> sit on the rooftop and like in my week like with STK and just hang out. So um, it was really cute. I'm going to be vlogging about it. It should be up by the time this goes, so you'll be able to see it. And um, I guess what am I looking forward to? Because I'm going to ask this yeah. week. It is it's August. It's real. I'm just getting work done. Like right now we are, we have like so many things planned. I'm so excited about our guest today because it's a lot of what what we're doing right now. And so that's literally like, Getting my August, if together. you live in Florida, August is a really good time to get your like life together because yeah. it's too hot to go outside. So just be <laughs> inside and get your life. So basically. what was so, your recap? Well, for me, actually, kind of like again, getting our getting my life together. Um, I'm actually ahead for the first time ever for Equal and Forever. So like I blogged a month ahead of time, which is like never Fancy. ever. I've ne- like I'm normally like. I can get a week, I can get two weeks ahead, but two weeks is pretty much that's like, your PR. that's, now that's your where it stops, record. yeah, but um, now I'm a month ahead, which I'm so excited about, and like, as far as my editorial calendar, I'm normally like two to three months, like, I know what's being posted right. on which day, which is nice, because because that's such a specific brand, I'm going to be posting, you know, some, like, a, a photographer submitted, or right. a, um, or like a coordinator submitted, either wedding, engagement, family session, adoption session, something along those lines. So I know exactly what I'm going to be right. putting. And because I use two bright lights, it makes it, like, really nice to shout out to them. But, I mean, they're not giving us any money, but they're just that great. Like, real, hey, really. Hey. They're they're so fantastic um, because that's where my calendar basically lives okay. is on two bright lights. That's so it's, awesome. it's really easy to just, like, go in there and, you know, keep everything organized. But normally, so I know what's coming, but it's not normally actually done. Right. So now it's actually done. And then for the social media aspect of it I'm three weeks out so hopefully with today and tomorrow I can be one for like a whole month whole with month. both the blogging and the social media so I'm like yes um and John actually helps me so I have to like give him a little shout out because high I didn't five do it alone. high five for husbands <laughs> who like know how to do things um because I had to train him on a few things and that now it's finally paid off it took it, it takes a while yeah, yeah. Um, and the other thing that I did um, this past weekend, which was really awesome, was we took um, my goddaughter Adeline, who is 
who turns five today. Today, well, I feel like I really did not know that that was her name. Yeah, because <laughs> I call her <laughs> no, Addie you for like all three the time, years, and I didn't even know that that was her full name. Which I is call her gorgeous, Addie all the, the time, but like now that she's five, I'm like I'm gonna probably call her Adeline sometimes Seriously. because it's like a little more grown up, and she's now becoming a tiny little grown up person. She, so seriously, her birthday is, is today Tuesday. Um, but this, we've been celebrating, it's just going to continue on and on. All so month long. we started, um, this past weekend, we took her to Bibbidi Bobbidi Boutique in Magic Kingdom and it was Explain just, what that is for people okay, who don't Okay, so if know. you've never <laughs> been, Bibbidi Bobbidi Boutique, there's one in Magic Kingdom and there's one in Disney Springs and basically, um, little girls and boys can go there and they get dressed up like, uh, princesses, princes, or knights. And you get like nice. a little, That's yeah. Fancy. And sometimes they've done a pirate thing in the past. But oh I yeah, think I think I remember that, right that. Yeah, yeah. But basically, if like you can buy different aspects of it, we like um, her parents chose not to do the dress because she has a million little dresses. So rather than spend literally a hundred dollars on a dress, they just had her come in a dress that she or no, they brought one for her, right. and so she changed into that. So, um, but yeah, some people get the dress. They have that for you if you want it. They do like your hair. So they put her hair up in like a little princess bun. They gave her a little crown and they make it very dramatic. They're like, are you ready to see your crown? And then they like hold it and then they like showcase (laughs) it. And the little kid's face is like, oh my goodness. I'm beautiful. And they let them make like selections. Like what color would you like for your eyeshadow? And they get to like, look, she was very like, there's pictures of her because I blogged about it on Charismatic Concepts. So I I took like a million pictures because I was that person. But it just shows her like, oh I'll take this one and I'll take yeah and then she got of course her little glitter nail polish and they tell a story throughout the entire thing because they're not they're not beauticians or you know whatever they are um very godmothers, basically. Uh, I don't know what they are for the boys, but or for the people who choose to, you know, be a prince or a knight. But for you know the little princesses, they are fairy godmothers. So she would say like Tinkerbell came by and put some of her magic fairy dust in your nail polish, and so obviously does that happen when we go get manicures in the exactly. future? Exactly. Like, like, <laughs> Tinkerbell came so by. So was like beside herself, and we had an amazing time. We ate at be our guest restaurant afterwards, and like her whole family was there. So it was it was really really fun. And what I'm looking forward to this week is actually her actual birthday party with like all of our extended friends and stuff like that. So I get to see everybody, see all their kids. Hug and like cuddle all the kids and, and then, then go home. Yeah, you take them out and you go like home give them back. children and go take a nap because children are exhausting. <laughs> so I'm looking forward to that. Oh my goodness, <laughs> this is hilarious. So today I'm really excited. We are interviewing Elle from Post Film Design Co. Hi, Elle. So I just, I love your career. Like I've been following it for actually a really long time, like probably five years or so. Um, so you kind of have an interesting origin story to your business. So why don't you kind of tell us a little bit about how Post Film Design Co. started and how you got there and why you opened it and all those good things. Mm, yeah. Um, and thank you for the compliment. So you've seen of me course. Like lots of ups and downs. <laughs> Exactly. Um, Yeah, so I started post-film design. It was just me. I started with, like, no funding, nothing, and I was doing it as a side hustle um, while I was working full-time as a graphic designer for a startup company 
of like three people. And at that company, I was in charge of like all the visual design and social media and all that kind of stuff. And I kind of realized like halfway through working there that I could do this for other people. And that even though I didn't at the time have like a ton of experience, I knew that my calling, it could fit me really well. So I just decided to open a side hustle and start working towards learning and you know understanding how to run a business and eventually my skill set grew so much that I was able to leave that job and my husband my now husband was able to leave his job and congratulations by the way because that's pretty new yeah yeah thank you um yeah getting married yeah it's it's very bizarre but yeah so doing that and running a business anyways um but now we are doing this full time and we made a drastic change recently with the business drastic is in really positive um, and that's basically the very very short version of, of how I started this business so like how long did you side hustle before you went full time because I know that's a question like so many people kind of struggle yeah. when is the right time to go full time okay so the reality of it is I side hustled um, from graduating college until literally like five seconds ago, almost. Um, <laughs> so, so like I did a side hustle for literally like a decade before I finally like grew a pair enough to do it on my own. And even I basically going full time was I was forced to go full time. And my husband had went full time like two years before I even was able to like work up the courage to go full time. So it was just really scary for me. Um, so I side hustled forever I always had a full-time job and then multiple like you know freelance or second jobs um so this post film was around has been around for about four years and I've been full-time post film for only one year I did not know that oh my god that's new information to me um it's don't I don't recommend it so well it's really (laughs) impressive to me that I mean and of course a lot of people side hustle but I I was under the impression that with post like when you open post film that you were full-time with it and I think that again that just speaks volumes to your work when it looks like a like it's the only thing you're doing like it looks like you throw a million percent into it so I don't really understand where the rest of the percentage comes from but uh I don't But, you know, I think that's more realistic because a lot of people think that, oh, I'll just do a side hustle for like right. six months or and something. And suddenly I'm making a lot, enough money to quit my job. And yeah, the that's of it not is true. That you put in a lot of work for a long time. And like you said, you weren't sure and like you were forced into to going full time. And that happens to a lot of people. Like you put in all this time and then suddenly you get fired or you get laid off or your company shuts down or your startup doesn't like the one you're working for doesn't work out. So really what you've gone through is really realistic. Right. And I mean, I can tell you the, the like details of how batshit crazy I actually am because so my, my husband quit his corporate job like two years before I, or a year and a half before I even went full-time with Postal. Postal was 100% full-time by the time that like even a year before I quit my full-time job. So I was working 90 hour weeks because I am just nuts, but there's a purpose to it. The reason is because I was building all of the funding, and that's the reason I'm telling you guys is like we're going to talk about funding today. Yeah. So the reason I did that specifically, I worked two full time jobs. One was my business, and one was an actual full time job, like for a dot com. Um, so like I was working ninety hour weeks, and I did that very specifically to build funding so that I would have a ton of padding to like make this dream a reality. And that's why I did it that way. So. 
it, I could have easily gone with Postfilm like way like two years ago and just been like, yeah, this is my full time job, but I wouldn't have had that security net that I re- my personality really needs. So, are you Type A? Holy shit, yes. <laughs> <laughs> same it's okay i'm a huge control freak like it's bad yeah like i don't even like really like drink a lot because i'm like a control like people are like oh like you don't like alcohol i'm like no i like it i just i'm a control like that's how bad it is like i'm like i just i can't even like be tipsy because i'm that much of a control freak it's really bad <laughs> She's like, you have a problem, <laughs> No, like I do like to catch a buzz, but, uh, <laughs> but yeah, I mean, I hear you. I totally, one hundred percent. No, I really like um, because when people think about the security net, and this is one of the things I think is one of the, I don't know if it's the biggest like debate in going full time is that people think how much money or what should I should I have money put aside or should I just go cold turkey and I think it speaks volumes that you knew that you needed this amount of money to sit on and you needed your your security net and so you decided hey I'm gonna go 90 hours for as long as it takes for me to get that money basically get my money and be comfortable with going full-time in case something happened or your clients doesn't work out or something like you may get sick that you have money to you know rely on I think a lot of people I know sometimes it's not the option for everyone but really if it is the option it was like what you really yeah, want. It's yeah, you just, have to make sacrifices. Right. To have, exactly. Especially because, like, your specific, um, like, your personal, like, your brand for your business is like high end. Do you know what I mean? Like, you work with people that are going to be investing like quite a bit of money, um, for their their design and their website. So it makes sense that you would need to have that capital to right to put into your business. So it makes sense. Yeah, it's stupid, but saying of like if you want to make money you have to like have money and spend money is very true in this Mm -hmm. circumstance excuse me um but it's like it depends on what your business model is and all that kind of stuff but like yeah I really worked really 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 hard to save a ton of money in order to like fit into the space that I wanted my business to be in and that means you know just kind of like going balls to the wall with it and making like hustling really hard and just you know doing everything sacrificing things and you know to to a certain extent not like totally nuts but yeah like I know I mentioned this before when we were talking privately but like 99% of my journey is just brute force and just you know stamina and confidence mixed with like terrified fear and just running wildly like (laughs) that's like the perfect recipe I love that though that's that's real life like that's what it's really like to own a business and go into it and start from nothing like that's the perfect recipe right there awesome they're amazing people but they don't have any like they couldn't financially support me in anything even going to college you know that kind of stuff so like as far as failure and success that's 100% on me and I knew that if I really wanted to succeed I needed to have that funding and I was gonna I was gonna do anything in my power to, to make it happen and so and my husband I don't I don't have a husband that's rich I'm not married to a doctor you know <laughs> like he's in this journey with yeah. me together like if we fail we really fail you know so, <laughs> like it's all on us so you knew that you wanted to like invest basically, did you kind of know that as soon as you started like the business immediately? Yeah, well I knew it from a young age that I, I always knew that I wanted to run a business. So the first thing that I did in my early 20s was like pay off as much debt as I possibly could. And so like that journey started way before I even decided to go full time with this business. And I had tried a business before that um, I ran and it failed. 
so I had that experience under my belt of like, all right, these are the things I need to not do. I need funding, you know, that kind of stuff. And I experimented with it early enough on in my career that I was young enough that I could make a lot of mistakes and not lose anything. Yeah. So by the time I was ready to open post film, I, I had a rough idea of like how much funding I needed. I had a rough idea of like where I needed to be in my career or my experience level before really going full time and like chasing after the target market that I really wanted. So like, you know, the two years leading up to going full time, and I've been full time with Postman almost two years, coming up two years in October. Um, so um, I think a year and a half now, I don't know. So before I even did that, I was like, here's the set amount I'm gonna save, and then here's what we're gonna do after that. And then it, a lot of it was organic afterwards, but um, that's kind of how the, the path that I followed to making this business real, so. So is there like a specific way that you came up with the number? Because that's kind of like, that's where I get really lost when I even like hear the term investing. I'm like, oh my God, like, let me go hide in a corner because like, I don't even know how, like if I was going to try to make an investment and I was going to try to like save on the side, like, I don't even know how I would come up with that particular number. Yeah. Um, I think it has, it's really personal too, which is why there's no advice on like, here's the perfect, you need to save you know, this amount of money, that's the perfect amount that you should have. You know, the general advice is always like three, three months of emergency yeah. funds for people that are working full time. For my advice is people working like 100% for themselves should have at least six months of like, just bills to, in their in the bank. And then an additional like, you know, I need like five, $10,000 to like do a marketing camp or whatever it is. So I would add like five to 10 to your six months. And that may seem like a huge number, but once you get your finances down to like living like a college student or a popper, <laughs> it's not as much as you think. But at the same time, it's like, you know, if in six months I can't get my business to like run or if there's a problem or if I get sick, at least I know I can pay my bills and put my business on hold while I either look for a job or get better or, you know, whatever. And that number is very personal for a lot of people because obviously everybody has a different life and a different lifestyle. For some people that could be $25,000. For some people that could be $100,000. You know, I don't know. So, um, yeah, I mean, that's, that's a good place to start. For me, I'm totally insane, so I saved as much as I could and paid off all my debt before going full-time and then just, like, continued to live like a college student the last year and a half while we were making, like, structural changes and improvements and all that kind of stuff. I kind of love that you said, like, the base to be your living expenses right, because I feel like so many people don't think about that. Yeah. Yeah, and that's really important, especially, like, so that you can kind of, at this point, you can be full-time and throw yourself into that work. I think a lot of people just really don't even vote. Like yeah. they don't, people like separate their business and their lives. But when you're a business owner, like it's not separate. <laughs> like it's your business is supplementing your income. And I think that's one of the biggest reasons why people tell yourselves to um, pay yourself. So you know how much living wage you're actually spending versus just always taking out of your business account and paying everything for your business. So you have an idea of what six months looks like with your bills and how much you need to make. And also, if you're going to live off ramen for the rest of your life, then figure that out for six months or whatever the case may be when you're trying to just have bare minimum versus, like she said, um, like um, you said, Elle, having certain 
um, things like some people need that hundred dollars. So maybe not going to Disney is not like a it's <laughs> like a non-negotiable. So you need to add in your Disney. Are you money. talking about me? Yeah, I'm talking about you. You gotta add in your Disney money. <laughs> so that's non-negotiable. Universal money never, too. Go gotta to go to see Harry Potter. So you have to have so. your parks fund and have yeah. your year. Like that's basically what that means. If you were wondering what she meant by adding yeah. an extra amount of money, that's what like your non-negotiable. Your things like maybe your car. If you can't live without a car, if you live in Orlando. <laughs> basically yeah. you need to figure out how much money it t- costs for you to either pay off your car and pay it off before you start or how much it's going to cost for like a car for a year by the way l lives in atlanta i thought yeah. you'd appreciate knowing i do that. appreciate that I appreciate yeah that so much because that's where my my heart is because that's where i was born come on back <laughs> i don't know about that don't don't steal her all the cool people are moving out of orlando we can't afford to lose anyone else we've I already just, lost you it's funny because i'm just like telling someone else to move to atlanta and then we're like aren't you coming i'm like oh you're so funny you know i want to live in brooklyn <laughs> like i'm trying to move to new york right now um so so okay so why don't you tell us like basically how you figured out where to invest in your business and kind of just like the whole story of like investing and and if you would you mind sharing the number or is that yeah yeah i'm happy to and i'm happy to like share you know um like what like what sweat equity we invest because there's part there's a couple parts of investing for us because um okay so i'll just start being so uh we started the business and um, I went full time and then as I was going full time, I worked for an entire year without making any changes to the business. So I had built this business to serve clients in like the creative market and that I I found that like, okay, I'm going to do this for a year and see how it works out. And then if if I don't, you know, if I need to like make structural changes, we'll make them after that year. So all of 2015, I worked in this, the space of like creative entrepreneurs doing brand development and brand strategy and websites and all that kind of stuff. So it was the busiest year. 2015 was our busiest year, but it was also our least profitable because the way that we had structured the business, it was, it had accommodated like me working full time. So it wasn't structured for full time business running just Mm -hmm. yet. So there were things that we needed to learn during that year. So that leads me into like, telling you what we invested in and what we changed about the business in order to make it more profitable and make it so that we could do things like vacations and we're going to buy a house next year and what does that look like and changing audiences and all that kind of stuff. So after we learned what really what we needed to do during that first year and learning some of the things that worked really well and some of the things that didn't work as well, um, my husband and I, just <laughs> funny to say, um, he and I sat down and made like a conscious decision about like the things that we weren't happy with and the things that we were, and we decided to work on the things that we weren't happy with. So the things that we weren't actually happy with were our skill set was just at a different level than what our current clients really needed. Like people were coming to us and they're like, "What's brand strategy? What's unique selling point? What's you know like have because it just was not the right target audience. Right. So um, we decided at that time, like, okay, well, we have a target audience issue. Um, we need to, like, restructure to target a completely new audience. Our product, like, we call, I call our services a product. Our product was 100% fine. Like, our product was awesome. We were seeing, like, our clients were coming back, and they were like, holy crap, we, you know, triple booked, or, you know, we were seeing, like, a ton of, positive from you doing our brand strategy like this is amazing you know so we knew our product was solid we just weren't reaching the right people and so that meant that we needed to do redo our own brand we needed to do a website 
Um, we needed to like, you know, get into a co-working space. We needed to like, you know, just, there are a lot of things we needed to invest in. So that brings me to sweat equity and how much time we took off versus like how much cash we spent and all that kind of stuff. Um, so sweat equity, we are a branding company. So obviously we did our own brand and we do websites. So obviously we did our own website. Um, I think we invested in our own sweat equity when I mean sweat equity in the sense of we took time off from clients. We did not book as many clients and that in exchange, we had to pay ourselves for that time. Mm. It was roughly sweat equity equaled about, I think 25,000 to $30,000 of potential bookings. We did not take during the time that we were working on ourselves that we had to pay ourselves. So that was over a course of like maybe six to eight months. But additionally, we, we took clients during that time, just not as many. Yeah. That makes sense. So we did have, we need to have money coming in to pay the bills. We also need to have enough time to work on ourselves. So, and that's where the funding comes in. <laughs> so we're hundred percent self-funded. This is the reason why I worked 90 hours for like two years, 90 hours a week for two years is to do stuff like this because we grew organically. There were things we didn't know until we actually got in there and started working on things. So we gave ourselves enough time to learn what we didn't know, grow organically, and then invest, reinvest in ourselves. Not only if you're paying ourselves and keeping ourselves afloat, but like sweat equity and, you know, all that kind of stuff by just giving ourselves the time to actually do it. The end. <laughs> oh, we're just like sitting, staring at you. If you saw us right now, you would just be like, because we are just like engrossed. Like, <laughs> we're, we're like, staring, even though we're staring at like a screen, but <laughs> we're, we're staring at like your avatar, basically, which is just yeah, the floating. I am just as sweaty. Don't talk about it. It's gross. Um, that seriously, because, and especially for me right now, because that's where we are yeah <laughs> and so you, like you, we are literally right there. there and so and, and we're like so someone's done this before and it sounds yeah. amazing <laughs> like this sound i mean it doesn't sound amazing it sounds awful because we're doing it right now so i know i know the struggle but um I, yeah it is awful like it's ter- like seriously terrifying and you're crying you it's probably terrifying. change your diaper um <laughs> like that's what you do it's still changing my diaper like, yeah but it's seriously because one of the things that we because we do similar same like we're a branding strategy firm as well like in Orlando so we do basically the same thing um but we looked at your stuff like when Chris showed it to me and I went to her site I'm like she she knows what she's doing and that's basically because you invested that time in yourself and that's where we are right now we're like we need to look like we know what we're doing because we do like the same thing like we just have clients that we're trying to Get and we're just so much of the same place so I want people to know especially it's more scale because you're starting to scale and that's what it is yeah the beginning of scaling your business is terrifying <laughs> it's not it's not as fun as people no. think it's going to be it's, it's like, just not yeah, yeah I'm doing great and I know what I'm doing but I need to be also making the money that I know that I deserve based on what I'm doing yeah. and how can I attract the people who can pay me that money <laughs> basically yeah and we made the leap to like, and just being like honest about the numbers of like what our client bookings are like now. We made the leap between like charging a, like an average of like three to five thousand dollars for like full brands, like really putting in way too much work. Full brand yeah. strategy, full websites, and that's like not enough. Three to five thousand dollars, not enough. Nope. We made that. <laughs> yeah, no, it just isn't, and that's why we weren't profitable last year. Um, so for two people especially, it was just really tough. So, um, 
you know, we made that leap from three to five thousand dollars to charging fifteen, twenty, thirty thousand dollars, and like that was, and we did it basically overnight yeah. in the grand scheme of things. And so, like doing that has been terrifying and scary, but it's also been really rewarding. And um, I highly recommend it. There's a <laughs> rainbow. There's a rainbow, and there's gold at the end of that yeah. rainbow. You just ride the rainbow out, and exactly. then you make your your gold back after you're done building that rainbow. Yeah, yeah, you pretty much have to build the rainbow. Gold. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, and I have to say, because I am familiar with your clients, I've actually interviewed some of them for the Women in Business series on my blog. Um, and you, like, like you said, like, you really do the work. Like, it's worth that money because it is a full brand. Like, it's, it's a process. Yeah, um, it's what so people much. are getting with you is not the same thing as they're getting from people that charge way less. That's just, you know, the reality of the situation. So, and I'm so glad that you're charging what you're worth because I mean, you're worth it. Like you're the type of person that somebody needs to save up for to work with. That's just the, you know what I mean? Like, because it's, it's worth it. And it, and anybody that, you know, is starting a business that they're going to see, they, they want to see it be something that's extremely successful. Like you're the, the stop that someone can't skip. You know what I mean? That's, that's the way that I look at it is like, that's you're you're like the heart and soul of the business so without stopping with you like they're gonna run into problems and take a whole bunch of missteps and then come back to you in the end anyways and and end up still spending the money so it's like they could save themselves the time and the money and just start with you (laughs) a lot of great respect and a lot of love for people that do brand strategy or brand development or even just graphic design brand i mean like anybody that touches a brand i have a lot of respect for them and it's not so much based on like how much people are charging because I mean, like, if you charge a certain amount, you have to bring, you have to bring it. Like, you right. have to have that skill set. And if you're charging two, three thousand dollars, that's fine. Like, there's potential there. You know, I don't. You know, it, it just depends on the client you're serving and all that kind of stuff. But like, I have mad respect for every single person that that out there in the same position as me or like doing similar work because the people that are doing brand strategy, the people that are really good at it, they're the most intelligent, most caring, most empathetic people I've ever known. You know, they're just incredible people to know because all they want to do is just help these businesses, yeah. like, get out mm-hmm. there and kick ass. And that's just a special, most, I mean, that's just an amazing, special, loving talent. So kudos to everybody, like, you know, making their dream come true in that particular capacity. And, you know, I think people like that are just freaking geniuses, you know, like, they're just amazing people. So I know you're talking to yeah. the audience, but I'm taking these compliments. <laughs> well, branding, I think branding is, like, the most fun creative thing that it it's is. just it's amazing and you just There's put just, in 950% yeah. into your clients because like you said you just want them to be great <laughs> and know? I think a lot of people just see like the end result they see like the website or they see you know the product but yeah. there's really so much more that goes into oh, it and and it, it really matters and makes a huge difference. I know that I'm one of those people that, like, I will literally see two bottles of water and I will buy the one with the better brand. <laughs> I'll be like, even though I know they're similar, but it's like, you know, oh, I'm going to take that box water that's $2 more because I just really love this font. That's me. <laughs> I mean, brand strategists and branders and people that, like, design marketing ads and stuff, they hold a lot of power in a business. And it's mm-hmm. important to know how much power you really hold because – like you said, the way that someone like lays something out or the message that you're getting from this particular visual, like that's so influential. Yeah. You could take someone's money out of their hand. My biggest thing is like the way it makes you feel. That's, you know what I mean? That's what I always like boil it down to is like a brand makes you feel a certain way. And so basically you're, you're controlling people's emotions, you know, (laughs) and that's, that's powerful. That is powerful. It is. It's extremely powerful. 
So the reason we ended up changing audiences wasn't because we were dissatisfied with the people that we were working with. It's just that our skill set had grown so far outside of what those people had really wanted. And I felt like I struggled for so, so long leaving that community because I just loved those people so much. And those people really needed me. Like they really needed the help. But they also weren't, a lot of them didn't recognize the skill set that I had. Right. And they did they weren't utilizing it to the full ex- experience that I know they could. The people that were were seeing like incredible success. Yeah. Like just Susie Lindquist and Britt Craw. I mean, these these are our past clients that were creatives, photographers specifically, that just like utilize every single ounce of brand strategy and have come back and said, Well, you're the reason why I can take a vacation this year. You know, like we made enough money that I'm I took a vacation to like or wherever, like a really nice fancy place. (laughs) And like having that, hearing that from clients was just incredible. And like I knew, I knew that moving the business onto like the new target audience that we have now was really important, so that we can continue to be successful. Because it's about making people like making these companies that we work with or responsible for that like that's a great responsibility for us so we wanted to make sure that the people that we were helping were getting everything we possibly could give and additionally we wanted to charge more because we just knew that we were worth more and in the creative community there's a cap Mm -hmm. and we just for two people and you know what we were trying to do it was just becoming more and more difficult and we just weren't as happy with it and the people were amazing and the work we were doing was great, but there were like some things that we just structurally, it wasn't jamming with us anymore. So yeah, um, we made a crazy, scary leap into a completely new and unknown territory. And it's been interesting, <laughs> <laughs> so, but it's, it, we did it. So we're doing it. We're still doing it. If you had to look back over just the whole experience of investing, is there anything that you would say that like that was a definite mistake and I would do that differently this time? Yeah, you know what my mistake was? I let fear control every single aspect of my decision making mm-hmm. and every, uh, just every single moment of my day was swaddled in like baby fear. Like I was just, my fear was a child and I wrapped it like a little burrito and I carried it with me and I nursed it and like I spent so much time on my fear that I didn't spend enough time, like, enjoying the process or, like, thinking creatively. Like, I let fear really control the hell out of me. Um, and I think it took us a lot longer because I, I spent so much time working on my fear rather than working on the business. So that was my biggest number one mistake. And is there any part of it that you were like, okay, this part I definitely kicked ass in and I would completely do it the same way and recommend others to do that same step that I took? Um. What a good question. You know, like I'm such a self defeatist that it's really hard for me to like, you know, be like I'm really good at this. So that's it's a that's a difficult question for me to answer. It's okay on our podcast. You're totally allowed to just be like, yes, I'm the shit, because <laughs> we do. <laughs> Like, it's just amazing. So, oh, thank you. I think that's like the, the issue with a lot of creative people. Like, they just think everything they do is shit. You know? Yeah. Like, you know? <laughs> I think that's just something that we all struggle with dealing with. And just like I said, my biggest mistake has always been focusing on like the negative part of the fear of the journey, you know? And so, um, yeah, I mean, the, the best thing I could have done for my personality was save all that money because I really needed it yeah. <laughs> in order to like 
make sure my fear wouldn't like get me in a death grip, you know? So I did a good job doing that. <laughs> so, but yeah. Um, I don't know. Yeah. Uh, I, I like that. Hey. <laughs> No, I like that. I think that like I I'm that type of person as well that a lot of my decisions for my business like take a really long time because of fear. And I have to ask like I ask Angel the same question like 8000 times. Like, should I do it? Should I do it? And she's like, oh, my God, just do it already. Like it takes me like four months to like make a major change in my business just because I have to like ask everybody in my circle 8,000 times before I can actually like do it. So I, I completely understand where you're coming from with that. And I'm also the same way with like money. Like that's always a major stressor for me. And I'm married to a teacher. So it's like, it's not like we're like, you know, rolling around in piles of money yeah. either. So I'm like, when do I get to marry this doctor? Like, when does that happen? Right? <laughs> yeah, why can't we all just be independently wealthy? That would right? be, that would be awesome. Yeah. But you know, it makes for a better story this way, right? Right, right. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Yeah, so I mean, like, just putting it in perspective, we didn't have an actual website. We had a coming soon page for eight months, and we still booked clients. Okay, so girl, I can't tell you how many times that I went to your website and saw that page because I was just like waiting for like the next step, and I'm like, really? This is still here? Yeah, it was a yeah. long. It was for real. It was, it was a long ass time. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I know. Trust me, but we still booked. So the weirdest thing about fear and. The reason why I'm able to like talk about it so candidly and be really honest about like the, the process is that like all my worst fears came true during this period of time. Like we were slower because duh, we made the decision to be slower, but we were slower and like we didn't have a website and I couldn't market myself. Like these are all my biggest fears and they all came to fruition during this like eight month period. So I feel like I hit all of my terrified, like, you know, just awful you know, what if this happens and we all die, you know, that kind of thing. <laughs> um, <laughs> so like, I feel like I've kind of gotten over that and now I'm, you know, now we're past it and it's, it's easier to talk about because it's like, all right, this is the truth and the reality. It's going to be slow. It's going to be kind of agonizing. You know, this is the process. If you're growing organically, this is what it, the, this is the real truth of growing organically. You know, this is the path that you're on. You want to charge you know, 15, 20, 10,000, even $5,000. And this is, you're going to be on an organic growth path of finding the things that work for you and what they, what doesn't. And that's just going to be trial and error and you better get used to it, you know? So it's kind of like, we've kind of come out on the other end, end of dealing with all that. And so I'm, it's easier for me to talk about like, yes, this is the reality of yes, this is what to, and yes, it, we had no website for eight months. <laughs> But we still booked client, like we booked the most expensive clients during that time. We had wow. a website. My first twenty thousand dollars sale was when I had no website, so it changed my perspective on a lot Stop of things. Stop talking to me like, before I go home. And- <laughs> Well, I will like oh I will gosh. say that your website it basically you know it was the landing page and it said like uh, obviously I don't remember the exact wording but it was basically like we're working on but you were like we're working on some really important stuff like but it's, you still had and, like work and on there to me like what it said to me was like I well I already know this brand I'm familiar with this brand and and um you know I'm like they're really taking the time to perfect everything inside which to me says a lot because it's like if they're willing to be bold enough to say like listen we're not even going to have a website right now because we are really just going to be focusing on ourselves and making sure that we're as perfect as we can be like to me that's like that would be a business that I would want to work with so I can see how 
there would be, be, you know, you'd still have bookings during that time. That does make sense to me. Yeah, we've definitely booked so many clients when our site is just a landing page. So definitely the brand um, uh, precedes itself, like you, what your work precedes itself. Because you still have like little snippets of your work. Like you still had certain things that you were like, hey, look at these projects we've worked on in the past. And I feel like that's, if you're good at what you do, that's enough for somebody to say, hey, please take my money and make me awesome. Yeah, and it's, I mean, like, those, once you start getting into, like, really big ticket sales, like, large ticket sales, it's more about the relationship than it is about, yep. like, the portfolio, too, so... Um, yeah, that's that's definitely a real thing. And so. I just have to point out that I would book you based off of your Christmas card because it's like my favorite oh. thing ever. Like, I really want you to design one for like John and I this year because it just made me so happy. Uh-huh. Like, I loved it. It was so great. Yeah. Are you okay. making one again this year? Um, yes, I, every year we do a Christmas card. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. Uh, yeah, if you want me to like, whip, I can tell you where I got it done and whatever. Like, it no makes me deal. super no happy. <laughs> I'm, I'm big I'm big into like just being like yeah you have a question here's here's what I recommend like there's no secrets you know that kind of thing so awesome yeah. well yeah, do I have you time left over you might get the same one this year. yay <laughs> I was like I know that picture of you so well now <laughs> you're like me you use like the same two to three pictures all the time you're like yeah I'm good with those like that's exactly how I am I'm like no I look cute there like let's not even try again okay <laughs> I heard, and I heard your capsule wardrobing, and I'm really excited to hear about all, all of that. Oh, dude, capsule wardrobing is the best. I got dressed in five minutes today because I have, like, four things to wear. <laughs> <laughs> That's, like, my dream, and, like, everything in my closet would just be black because I, I love say, it. Yeah, I'll be, like, one black like between between like angel and i right now like we're wearing like black white and gray and that's it like that's it (laughs) and that's every day pretty much for us well thank you so much for being on with us today do you have any like upcoming webinars or anything like that that our listeners can come follow you and check you out in different various places yeah we're hilarious on twitter you're more than welcome to follow us on twitter or instagram it's the same um handle it's post film design and every day we're kind of like doing instagram stories um we've chilled out on webinars a bit we've been focusing a lot more on like newsletters and we've gotten a space in switch yards um so like if you're in the atlanta area you can have coffee with us now we have a i'll be there in november yes with me at Switchyards, but if anyone's interested in keeping up with us, please just follow us on either Twitter or Instagram. It's Post Film Design, and we're really, really funny on both of those platforms. So, <laughs> awesome. Okay. Well, we're gonna have all of those in the show notes for you guys. And as usual, you can follow us on Twitter at Heart Hustle Pod, Facebook and Instagram at Heart and Hustle Podcast, and use the hashtag Boss So Hard to show us what you are up to in your business this week. And we will see you guys next week. All right, bye. bye.